Good morning! Welcome to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We look forward to having you on the show. This morning's episode is titled, In the way called heresy, so worship I the God of our fathers. It shall be focused on a study of Acts chapter 24. Before we go any further, we'll begin with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank thee for Paul and how, Lord, as he said in the way called heresy, we worship the God of our fathers. So we thank thee that thou has opened up our eyes to the scripture to see the truths and how, Father, as clearly they are laid out at times, many stumble upon them because they're not ordained unto it. But we thank thee for thy election. Help us, Father, to be faithful to that calling. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Up next... We shall listen to Acts chapter 24. Chapter 24. And after five days, Ananias the high priest descended with the elders and with a certain orator named Tertullus, who informed the governor against Paul. And when he was called forth, Tertullus began to accuse him, saying, Seeing that by thee we enjoy great quietness, and that very worthy deeds are done unto this nation by thy providence, we accept it always, and in all places, most noble Felix, with all thankfulness. Notwithstanding that I be not further tedious unto thee, I pray thee that thou wouldest hear us of thy clemency a few words. For we have found this man a pestilent fellow, and a mover of sedition among all the Jews throughout the world, and a ringleader of the sect of the Nazarenes, who also hath gone about to profane the temple, whom we took, and would have judged according to our law. But the chief captain Lysias came upon us, and with great violence took him away out of our hands, commanding his accusers to come unto thee, by examining of whom thyself mayest take knowledge of all these things, whereof we accuse him. And the Jews also assented, saying that these things were so. Then Paul, after that the governor had beckoned unto him to speak, answered, Forasmuch as I know that thou hast been of many years a judge unto this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself, because that thou mayest understand that there are yet but twelve days since I went up to Jerusalem for to worship, and they neither found me in the temple disputing with any man, neither raising up the people, neither in the synagogues nor in the city. Neither can they prove the things whereof they now accuse me, but this I confess unto thee that after the way which they call heresy, so worship I, the God of my fathers, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, and have hope toward God, which they themselves also allow, that there shall be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and unjust. And herein do I exercise myself to have always a conscience void of offense toward God and toward men. Now after many years I came to bring alms to my nation and offerings, whereupon certain Jews from Asia found me purified in the temple, neither with multitude nor with tumult. Who ought to have been here before thee, and object if they had aught against me? Or else let these same here say, if they have found any evil doing in me while I stood before the council, except it be for this one voice that I cried standing among them. Touching the resurrection of the dead, I am called in question by you this day. And when Felix heard these things, having more perfect knowledge of that way, 
he deferred them and said, When Lysias, the chief captain, shall come down, I will know the uttermost of your matter. And he commanded a centurion to keep Paul, and to let him have liberty, and that he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister or come unto him. And after certain days, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, which was a Jewess, he sent for Paul, and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. He hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul, that he might lose him. Wherefore he sent for him the oftener, and communed with him. But after two years, Portius Festus came into Felix's room, and Felix, willing to show the Jews a pleasure, left Paul bound. Up next, we shall listen to a sermon by Reverend William Branham, titled, Christ is the Mystery of God Revealed. This was preached in 1963 on July the 28th. We'll begin at paragraph 261 up to paragraph 318. I trust you find it to be a blessing. Notice, now, he was all right. He was in his days, Luther. And he had the revelation, but as soon as he left, look what they did. Wesley had a message, look what it did. The old early Pentecostals had a message, look what they did. They got a bunch of men together. It's like exactly the same thing that God, by grace, sent Israel a pillar of fire, a prophet, a sacrifice, and showed himself among them and brought them out of Egypt across the Red Seas and they wanted a law so they could have great dignitaries. They could have something to do into it. And what did they do? They was left in the wilderness for 40 years to wander and not one of that organization ever went over. Caleb and Joshua, the only two stood out and said, we're able to take it to look at the Word of God. Every one of them died in the wilderness and Jesus said they were eternally gone. Right. After he showed his blessings and power in their ages, like Luther, Wesley, and so forth. Did he? He said, our fathers eat man in the wilderness. He said, and there are everyone dead that's eternal, separated from God. Their carcasses perished in the wilderness. See? They're dead. I'm the bread of life that come from God out of heaven. They couldn't see it. They just couldn't see it. All right. Church has long forgotten it. They accepted intellectual... Uh, message, intellectuals, membership, knowledge, instead of the revelation of the truth of the Word. Now, look here. They say today, do you believe that God commissioned us to go into all the world, heal the sick, and preach the gospel, and cast out devils? Oh, oh yes, I suppose that's right. But, you see, a lady talked to me the other day. She said, what if all the churches are in harmony? I said, there isn't one of them in harmony with the other. There's Catholics standing there. I said, how about you? You're a Methodist and that's Catholic. Are you in harmony with one another? I said, this Pope kind of united together. That's a good thing for all that kind of people. But the church of God has nothing to do with it. Not a thing. It's out from the whole bunch. Yes, sir. You want to unite that together. And one believes in something and the other. Methodists take Franklin, the Baptists take Immersion, and both of them denying the Holy Ghost and its fullness of the power. They said, we receive the Holy Ghost when we believe. The Bible said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? There's the difference. That's right. See? And they say, we're the Catholic Church. We started early. We did this. The Methodists say, we are based upon the Bible. Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. Now, where's that? Works that I do shall you do also. Every creature, every person that believes in him. Now, where's it at? That's his words. Heavens and earth will pass away, but my word shall never fail. Now, where's it at? See? 
Oh, it just shows. What is it? It's a hybrid condition. Look here. You take a big fine grain of corn. It's hybrid. And you take that hybrid corn. It's a pretty corn. But you plant it. What do you get? A little stalk comes up like this and turns yellow and wilts down. That's the way every denomination is. When it's hybrid with man's words mixed with God's word. It'll come up to the signs and wonders and what Jesus said about believing the word. And it turns yellow and say we can't accept it and go back. Just like all them other spies did. It went over to look at, at Canaan. They come over there and say, oh, we look like grasshoppers. Not them. We can't take them, the Amalekites. So all these, what they're going to do. And they went back. And Caleb and Joshua being thoroughbreds. Amen. Amen. By the word of God. No, God said, I give you that, man. Yes. They said, we're more than able to take it. Amen. Depends on where you're born from. If you're born to the Word of God, God's Word has a preeminence it's in His church. That's what He died for. That's His purpose that He might uh, be able to achieve to have His preeminence working in His church. Let the Word of God shine forth first. No matter what anything else looks like, I don't care if the intellectual says this, that, that has nothing to do with it. God's Word said so, and we're more than able to take it. If I preached that in my church, the minister told me, he said, I'd be preaching to four posts in the church. I said, I'd preach that. Amen. God's Hallelujah. Word said so. We can do it. God Amen. said do it. Amen. Amen. Oh, yeah, they excuse themselves for this, see. That's why they're blind to the message of the end time. This last days when God is proving himself. They try to class it as some kind of a spiritist. Or some, uh, uh, oh, what would I call it? Some mental... Uh, an illusion or something on that order. See, they, they try to make it something that it isn't, just like they did when he was here, when Jesus was here. They called him Beelzebub, a fortune teller. Now they say it's uh, kind of like a mental telepathy. See, when they know that he could stand there and look upon the people and discern the very thoughts that's in their heart, the Bible said so. Amen. Well, does not Hebrews, the fourth chapter, says the word of God is quicker and sharper than a two edged sword and can discern the very thoughts of the mind? And he was that word. And when that word is preeminence in the man, the same thing takes place again. For it is the word. Amen. 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 See how you can stumble over this from now on. They're so perfectly plain. See, All right, that's why they're blind. Same as it was in the days Christ was on earth. Oh, my. They staggered the same way. They said, he's Beelzebub. They seen he could do it, so they said, he's just a, he was born a legitimate child, kind of an odd fella. He just got possessed by some devil. He's a, he's a Samaritan over there, and he's got a devil in him. That's how he does that. Jesus said, I'll forgive you for that. See, calling the word of God, the works of God, an evil spirit. He said, I'll forgive you for that, but someday the Holy Ghost will come. One word against it will never be forgiven. Neither in this world or the world that is to come. Or that great day, it will not be forgiven. So you see, that's written plain in the Scripture. So when people come to that day, no matter how intellectual, how big a denomination they belong to, it's condemned. They have to be. They blaspheme the Holy Ghost, calling it Holy Roller and something that had an untasty name or something like that. And God's church had to bear it all the time. Even Paul before Agrippa said, in the way that's called heresy, which means crazy, that's the way I worship the God of our God. That great intellectual scholar had to come to that place in a way that's called heresy. Why? It was revealed to him. That pillar of fire hanging before him said, I'm Jesus, the great God that was in the wilderness yard with Moses. I am he, and it's hard for you to kick against the priest. When Paul said, I know that the life was laying at stake, he said, the way that's called heresy, that's the way I worship the God of our Father. 
It was called that because it was revealed to him what the great truth of Christ was. And today, people say it's a denomination. It's Jesus Christ, the new birth, revealed in you. Amen. And he has the preeminences that he might express his words and anything that he's promised in this last days, he can bring it to pass to his body as he's working. Amen. Amen. It's just exactly the word of God made manifest. Notice. All right. Same as in the days of Christ. God holds a key to this revelation of Christ himself. You believe that? Schools of theology can never find it. Jesus said so, if you want to read it now, in St. Matthew 11, 25 and 27. I thank thee, O Father God of heaven, sir, that thou hast hid this from the eyes of wise and prudent, and reveal it to babes such as would learn. See? See? I don't care. Look at them scholars of that day. Those Jews, very fine men, their organizations of Pharisees, Sadducees, and Herodians, and whatever they might be. See? All the great organizations that Jesus said, you're blind, you lead the blind. Well, did Isaiah speak of you? You have ears and can't hear and eyes that you can't see. Because Isaiah said this in the Spirit. Therefore, the God of heaven has blinded your eyes. You're doing like Eve did, accepting the intellectual side and know nothing of the Spirit of God. Therefore, won't they all fall in the ditch? Both the leader and the blind, too. The leader will fall with the blind. Because he's blind also. The leader fall is blind, leading a blind. They both fall in the ditch. And God alone holds this key. Amen. He expressed the same thing in a previous scripture a while ago when I read it, when he said, uh, Who does man say, I the Son of Man am? And Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, Blessed art thou, Simon, uh, son of Jonas. Flesh and blood never revealed this to you. My Father, which is in heaven, upon this revelation here alone, I'll build my church. The gates of hell will never prevail against it, see? Now, you see, so therefore there's no school, no theologians, no teachings of the Bible among any school that knows anything about it. They cannot know nothing about it. It's impossible for them to know anything about it. God has hid the senses of knowing it from the very elected teachers and everything else. It's a personal, individual affair with the person that Christ has revealed to them. And if you say he's been revealed to me, and then the life that Christ produced here in the Bible, that same life as in him does not produce itself in you, then you've got the wrong revelation. If I put a life of a pumpkin into the life of a pear tree, it would bear pumpkins. By their fruits you shall know them. Exactly right. If the fr- uh, first you put out a tree, a grapevine, and it put out a bunch of grapes, the first shoot it put out brought grapes, the next one brought out lemons, the next one brought out pears, the next one brought out apples. There's some kind of a grafted affair in there that's bearing its own life. Yeah. Every denomination will bear life of itself. But if that original vine ever puts out another uh, uh, shoot, it'll bear grapes like it did the first time. Yeah. And if the life, the life of Jesus Christ ever puts out another body of believers, it'll bear the fruit that the first one did. They'll write a book of Acts behind it because it'll be the same, it'll be the same life. See what I mean? You just can't get away from it. It's the life of Christ in you, been injected in you by the Holy Spirit itself, living its life through you. Blind leaders of the blind. Notice God holds this key alone. No theologian can tell you. It's not known. It's hid from them. They know nothing about it. So the schools, when you say, I got a PHLLD, you only make you to me, and I believe into God, and to any real true believer, that means you're just that much farther away. You're just backed off. 
God is not known by education. He's not known by how to explain it. God is known by simplicity and a revelation of Jesus Christ to the most illiterate person. See? Not your theology. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ upon this rock. I'll build my church. No other rocks accepted. No other things accepted. No other Roman rock. No other Protestant rock. No other school. No other nothing. But exactly the revelation of Jesus Christ through the new birth. He borns in there and he injects his own life and your life is gone and the life of Christ is projecting itself through you with the preeminences to the people that they see the very life and works and signs and wonders that he did is doing the same thing through you. Outside of that, the rest of us not even called to it all. Watch God's great revelation unfolding. By lack of this revelation is why we have so many different divisions among us and so much mockery, so much uh, division among us is because the people lack that revelation. They, they lack that revelation, the teachers. Paul, after his great revelation of Christ, said in 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, be sure to read that as you write it down. Watch. Oh, he said, I ever come to you with wisdom. Look at that man who did have the wisdom. Look at that man who had the scholarship. I never come to you with them kind of a words. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter of 1 Corinthians. Oh, I wish, well, let's just read it. Can you stand a minute? Let's read just a verse or two. I just like to read it so you, you, you wouldn't be, con, it'd get even the people on the tape to turn back to it anyhow, give them a chance. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Listen to this great apostle here, Paul, the intellectual servant of God. Let's look at here. I, Paul, when I come to you, came not with excellency of speech of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. I never said I, I'm Dr. So-and-so. For I am determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. My speech and, and my beseeching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and power of the power. There, see, there's the gospel. See? Jesus said, go, you know, we'll preach the gospel. Didn't say go teach. He said go preach. In other words, demonstrate the power and these signs shall follow them. Just teaching doesn't do it. It takes the actual spirit itself demonstrating these signs. Mm. Listen to this. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Oh, my, see, to change the man. Not in what I can explain away and say he's not the same when he is the same. Amen. If I do that, it shows to me, it, it surely a man tell me that would show to me he don't have the revelation, the threefold revelation of God. See? Now, and how be it in weakness among you that are perfect yet, we're not with the wisdom of the world, but of the princes of this world that come to naught, but... We speak the wisdom of God in mystery. See? The threefold mystery of God. Even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. None of the priests, rabbis, pardon me, or anything knew anything about it. For had they known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. You said you're wrong about rabbis and preachers there. Who crucified him? Oh, on and on and on we could go read it. On. Oh, save time because we got uh, uh, just not getting late yet. 
But we just we got plenty here to say if the Lord will help us. Now, lack of this. Now, and Paul, this great intellectual man, never tried to express his great theological terms upon the people. He humbly accepted the word of the Lord, and he lived the word so it expressed to him. He lived so, so godly until they seen Jesus Christ in him so much that they wanted his handkerchief to take and lay it upon the sick. There's the life of Christ. Now, why some say, oh, you see, Elijah done that long time ago, laid his stick, but oh, that was the days of Elijah. Now, the world thought that. The intellectual priests and things in churches of that day thought that, but to the unbelievers, they know different. They seen the revelation of Christ that was in Elijah, the same thing was in Paul. Expressed the same kind of life because he was a prophet. He foretold things that happened exactly the way it was, and they know that was God's identification of a prophet. And they know that he was God's prophet. You couldn't shake him from it at all. Even when they seen Peter foretell those things and come to pass, they said, just let his shadow pass over me. Amen. Amen. That's the church. That's the ones that believe it. Yes, sir. It was revealed by, why did Paul say, because I, I got a P-H-L-L-D, uh, so forth, they believe me? No, he said, I forgot all those things of wisdom of man that had to die. Now I know him in the power of his resurrection. That's what I come to you at. With a demonstration of God's power. What was it? Making Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same works that Jesus did, Paul did the same. And they seen God, the great Father, that had demonstrated in the burning bush, had demonstrated to Paul. And here it was being demonstrated. And he's the same in every age. God's threefold manner. Yesterday, today, and forever. What Redeemer in his church preeminence in the coming kingdom. Amen. You see it? Just as perfect as it can be. Oh, notice... The Holy Ghost is the only revealer of the divine revelation of Christ. There's no school can do it. No scholar can do it. No man how well educated, how godly or anything else is. No man can do it. As you get towards the end of this episode, we'll end with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for Thy word. You said, Heavens and earth shall pass away. But my word will never pass away. May it impart eternal life unto us today. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to Honey in the Rock, your daily dose of inspiration and encouragement. We hope to continue to earn your viewership throughout the year as we read the Bible from cover to cover. To make this a better listening experience for you, would really appreciate your feedback. So please email us at honeyintherock2020 at gmail.com. We also have accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So please follow us, share our pages, and subscribe. Now we'll leave you with the parting song. God richly bless you. Chosen to be a soldier
Wait. 